Welcome to episode 285 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man who is sitting across the table from me. And what I'm going to make the assumption that that is a brand new t-shirt, because I feel like I've seen you wear every t-shirt that you have, because you have three. I was worried. Your eyes were crawling all over me, and I'm like, what, what's I he going like, to shoot at? I haven't seen this. Uh, uh, this new Halloween themed yeah, shirt you duh, have. Because it's October. I don't wear Halloween shirts all fucking year. I'm yeah. an animal. Incorrect. You wear that stupid ass <laughs> green pumpkin that's shirt not all a, the time. Uh, that's our buddies over at Savage People. That's a brand shirt. Thank you very much. It's not Savage People. It's, yeah, it is. No, it's, uh, it's Jerks oh, production. <laughs> I caught you in a trap. Baby. That makes you a jerk. Confirmed. Jer- oh, Savage People. Are they even around anymore? Bay Area? I don't know. It's Some, not plugged. You know who is around? Who? Randy Michael Stapp. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I'm here. I'm around. I would also argue that the room that you guys record from is actually Halloween year-round. Okay. Confirmed. Also, this house looks like fucking Spirit Halloween took a shit. All right. You you work on... <laughs> you keep workshopping that. Randy, what's your place look like? Business casual year-round? <laughs> <laughs> I got some records out. I got some guitars and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, like some weak-ass startup company in the Bay Area. It's like, yeah, we got beer here. Yeah. We're very open. <laughs> Pottery barn chic. Do you have any beer there, Randy? I do not currently, no. <laughs> Randy, do you have kombucha there? No, I have um, about six bottles of Topo Chico, and that's about it for drinking. <laughs> we talking straight carb, or are we talking uh, a little twisted lime, twisted grapefruit? Uh, it's the grapefruit variety. My man. Excellent choice. Russell, your thoughts? Is that what I drank all of? Yes. You, they were good. They're very good. <laughs> I'm, w- I'm waiting to see if you, you're going to... You drink all my Topo Chico. Mm-hmm. You eat all of my almond M&Ms. I, d- I was a little high that night. And uh, I had a, it's a cohort good, there. It's a good. Uh, it's a good high... Nut. You forced them on me. Well, you were like, I don't like the almonds. I almonds don't. are, almonds are, uh, I believe you referred to almonds as uppity. <laughs> <laughs> I might have. I'm like, it's a fucking, I don't know, nuts, man. They're either kind of like a passive nut, like a peanut. Like, you fuck with a peanut. But then you get one of those, like, if there's well, texture. That's, that's your working man's nut, yeah, well, is the peanut. That that I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Drink a beer, eat a peanut. Almond, almond is a, you know. A responsible citizen. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get into um, the non-fun snack food, which is what I would call nuts. How are they fun. not fun? They're not fun. I'm what, sorry, your microphone. What's, what's more fun than a pistachio? Okay, those are fun because it's like a little game. You break them out, and they're classic. You break them out of jail. They also, they're always um, salted though. Like I feel like no, you can get unsalted. They're cheap. Go down to TJ's. I'm not going to TJ's for nothing. Get a TJ. I've been to Tijuana one time, and I'm going to TJ's later. This afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> you like how we powered through that? We found the least fun almond. Wait, who are you? Oksana Valeria Novosachi. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> it was we. I got some hickory smoke flavored almonds. They taste like fish. They're disgusting. They did. They taste like smoked fish. Yeah. No, they. they it's supposed I'm to be in. smoke flavor, yeah. but I'll, I'll, you can have them. They taste all fishy. Yours. They they taste like fish to me. What like, type of uh, nut? Almond. Fish flavored. Yeah, they taste almonds? like fish. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would have went there originally, but she put it in my head. You know, you know how they do in like paranormal shows where like, look, it's saying kill me, and it goes like, Whoa. look, I, I am very interested to try this because the palate 
that both of you have. <laughs> we don't have that redefined or uh, refined smoker's palate that you have okay, now. Okay, first of all, <laughs> all chefs smoke. Secondly, that is bullshit. That's a hundred percent a fact. You know, my dad for a long time was a heavy smoker. Yeah, all his food tasted like the inch of salt that he put on it, and it's like because those taste buds were dead. I have met, I have seen your dad so many times. Okay, <laughs> and all the times I've seen your dad, and I've seen him in both. Uh, at in the privacy of his own home, but uh-huh. also out in the public, I've never seen him wear shoes. So, <laughs> so that alone should you tell you a little in, something. You got something in common there. What was your favorite hosting footwear? Crocs or some shit? No, I'd always wear slippers with socks on. There mm-hmm. were the camo slippers that you wore at UF. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. guys would get along. Yeah. Actually, I was doing a bit. No, you weren't. <laughs> My life is a bit. Uh, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. Um, but no. Gross. You got you to gotta meet my dad again. He's quit uh, whiskey. Completely different dude. He's texted me. He's contacted me the past three days for movie recommendations. How long is this going to last? He had a gut. It's, we're on a month now. Okay. Completely different dude. Okay. It's kind of scary. Is he still going to kiss me when I see him? I don't know. Probably even more. No, I think. Uh, no, because part of uh, you know being free of um, part of having inhibitions is uh, I guess you can feel boundaries a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Is he still uh, not taking his motorcycle out for joy rides? But I think. Just I think he's up? looking to sell it now. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. I'm okay. telling you, it's weird. All right. I recommended upgrade to him this morning. Upgrades are excellent film. Yeah. Did you uh, had to think about it, huh? You're speak, like, upgrade? What the fuck are you no, talking about? No, 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 no. No, because I... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go into this. Software? So, Oksana, um, this is years ago now. Uh, we saw Lee Winnell at the Alamo New Mission Theater. Yeah. And um, you posted a picture of you and one Lee Winnell. Um, and oh, since okay. you did that... You have um, you've made a friend on Instagram, who is also a mutual fan of One Lee Winnell, but uh, goes a little bit beyond just being a <laughs> fan of Lee Winnell. Is uh, she is clearly into stalker territory, and you were keeping us abreast of these things. And we actually thought about doing a segment related to this, but uh, have you heard from her recently? So she actually. Um, is dating someone right now. So she, I guess, has kind of leaned off of being Lee Winnell's true wife and soulmate and a frequent sexual partner (laughs) via, um, what is that? Psychic energy? Yeah, psychic energy. (laughs) So uh, I I also heard that she is dating someone. Interesting enough, it's uh, James Wan. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, we need We need news. Actually, before that, she was also uh, smitten with Joe Gatto. Now, if you're going to be a weird... From the Impractical Jokers? (laughs) Yes, dude. If you're going to be a celebrity chaser, I mean, I love Joe Gatto. I think most people think he's he's probably their favorite on that show. I don't know about, like, a sexual figure, like... I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, I think he's also still in love with her, according to her. Joe oh, okay. Okay, but who's the, who would be the hottest impractical joker? Oh, now that's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you got a guess? 
I'm I, I'm trying to not say Sal, but I'm going. I'm gonna be honest. I think I kind of understand the Joe thing. That's weird. I kinda, you're just a homer. I would either I would either go Joe or or Q, because Q plays it. Cool. I don't know. Q looks like he smells. Yeah, but people weren't into that. <laughs> the whole beard Here's thing. the thing. Q, I, you know, if we were going to do like, fuck, marry, kill, I'd probably marry Q. But I Sal's, think we'd get along. Sal's the cutie. Sal, I don't know, man. Sal's a germaphobe. Could you want to see that man naked? Okay, but no one wants to fuck Murr. Oh, I don't know. Confirmed. Well, you want to kill him? I think Murr would kill me. Wait, I, there's four of them. You can't do fuck, marry, kill. Yeah, you can. You just once left out, which is yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill, kill, ignore. Yeah. <laughs> and then when people are like, "But what about?" Then you're like, "Who?" And that that's the one that really hurts. I oh, okay, do it off the top of your head. Fuck, marry, kill. All right, I am. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. That made me laugh. That's all you had to say. <laughs> I'm fucking Q. Okay. Yo, you, you are a QAnon fan, so I'll I feel marry, like it's right there. I'll marry Joe and I'll kill Murr. Okay, you're marrying Joe. Oh, marrying Joe's pretty good. And you're killing Murray? Yeah. So who'd you leave out? Sal. Oh, see, it hurts. Doesn't it, Sal? Yeah. All right, I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> are you, Randy, Randy, yeah. Randy, the Impractical Jokers are a comedy troupe from Staten Island. I'm aware of them. I had no idea any of their names. Oh, God. Have you never watched an Impractical Joker? Uh, maybe like once or twice in my parents' house. It was just like on. But Yeah, it checks out. That's a good show to just have on, though. It's one of those yeah. like half reality, but like, I mean, they're, the humor is authentic and they're really friends and it's contagious. Yeah. I've watched way too much of it. Also, that show falls into rerun territory for me where I'm like, oh, this is a good one. And then I'll just watch it again, which is like the, oh, I'm embarrassed. They hit something. My, actually, I like that show so much that while me and Oksana used to go over my parents' house, they would put it on for us. Kind of like, you know. Even though his mom does not like the show. No, she hates it. Really? She fucking hates it. Why? I don't know. My mom likes true crime. Something's wrong with her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the show was great. Uh, the movie? Oh, <laughs> we covered it. Oh, boy. Yeah, pull that up. What episode was that on so people can go get our hot take on the fucking Impractical Joker <laughs> Which, honestly, I, I remember being kind of disappointed because it could have went in Borat territory. Kind of disappointed? And uh, I remember there was one part that we loved. I can't remember what it was, but I remember. I think it's when he crawled out from the cave on that Taurus. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That was you nailed one. it. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think the uh, Jerky Boys movie was better. What the fuck was that? Exactly. The Jerky Boy? Oh, the actual comedy duo. Yeah. They made a movie. Are they a duo? Yeah. I don't know anything about the yeah. Jerky Boy. <laughs> they beef jerky, right? You, you weren't a Jerky <laughs> Boys know. guy? Oh, did they like radio? Yeah. They, yeah, they would print and opening kind of thing? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, not quite the same kind of thing, but... All right. Are you ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it. All right, well, we don't... Uh, we're still not joined by our, our guest, uh, David Lynch. We, You know, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. We let him off for October. I thought we were going to do this cameo thing where we have interesting guests from cameo and we pretend like we didn't pay them to read a two-sentence horror story. But uh, I don't Clark worked something out with his 
what quato relationship twin brother basket case thing and i guess he's gonna be here he's got two more episodes my Enjoy malignant your malignant <laughs> gabriel yeah where did he rip out of we could talk about that later my ass but uh all right let's let's bring him in i mean where is he coming from outside today or is he in the dungeon he's in the toilet he's in the toilet okay well let's let's bring him in Music plays way too long. <laughs> the ghoulies make hanging in a toilet look sexy. Well, when I brought my bitch on a toilet date, everything went to shit. <laughs> Who wrote this? Andrew Dice Gay? I'm sorry. I've <laughs> the thunder what happened to me. this segment? <laughs> You make me wait three days during a song. We got rid of it because you fucking vanished. We replaced you with a... Uh, I was exiled to a flat space-time continuum. You are exiled to flat Earth? Yeah. Who, who brought you there? Morpheus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you, you were on 8chan starting the whole QAnon thing. Yeah, well, Randy gave me seven of those chans. <laughs> Okay, can he leave? Is anybody does anybody talk to him anymore? Or is it just me? What the chan? <laughs> I don't know. Randy, you want to talk to your boyfriend? You know Randy moved to Atlanta, right? I can't remember if we covered this before. What's up, cuz? Hey, what's up, cuz? <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> and people are gonna be pissed, dude. <sighs> don't ever fucking say it again, Randy. Who wrote I this two sentence hostoy? You did. The ghoulies make hanging in a toilet look sexy. Well, when I brought my bitch on a toilet date, everything went to shit. That is the most ridiculous. Who am I talking to? Clark or God. Creepy right now? I'm right here. He's right there. I'm right here. He's right there. Oh, my God. You're both wearing top hats. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's on my lap. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna die. Uh, get out of here, please. Okay. Oh man, I had a fucking headache. I, I'm honestly, I can't wait till next week when it's the last time he's on here. But uh, you, for two months, don't were adamant dare. about bringing him back. Don't you, dude? You just try and out me like that on here? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, for the record, I fucking hate Creepy Clark. <laughs> you love him. I honestly, when back, uh, you know, before we gave birth to him, I wanted to change his name. <laughs> Did I talk about that on here? Oh my god! I I had a when uh, Star Wars Baby Yoda was very popular. Gabogu had come out, and the internet was like Gabogu, and people it's loved it. Grogu. <laughs> but you, exactly, that's why. <laughs> I Russ, I, look, there are times I sometimes I have to stop you, and I had to stop you with Gabogo because you have fucked it up yourself. Because it makes better. no goddamn sense. No, it's not better. It's better. Gabogo is the dumbest fucking thing no, I've ever no. heard in my life. 
It's better than Grogu. <laughs> okay, so Grogu, and there's like a phallic implication in that name already, and it's a baby. We don't need to be thinking about that. Even though he's 50, I mean, I guess it's legal. Yeah. But uh, no, Gabo, that was your catchphrase when you were a big, uh, when you're touring America doing stand up. You'd always never go, Gabo. Was. No, I never. Go give us that. a Gabo. That's what Gabo. the Thank you. <laughs> so I was like, we'll mix Gabo with Grow. Or what's his name? Exactly. I forgot his name. That's already. why I have to filter <laughs> things out. Dude, it's a Mandela effect. Ugh. Everybody remembers Gabogu, but nobody can remember uh, Grogu. All right. We'll give that to Nigel Bach and see what he can do. <laughs> Make eight movies out yeah, of it. Yeah, right? He's probably already started the did y'all watch? Did y'all watch Bad Benign yet? No, Bad Benign? Yeah. You're saying it wrong. It's Bad Ben 9 Benign. Okay. <laughs> Don't trample his jokes, okay? So right. no is the answer. No, I haven't okay. watched it yet. I am very excited. I was hoping to watch it with you. Yeah, we gotta cut. Well. Let's watch it. Okay. Well, you Actually, to be fair, too, it's not available yet. We have a screener. And we're like. Yeah, we're VIPs. We're, uh, we're like, should we get him back on the show? Third time's the charm. Yeah, we'll have to introduce ourselves again. I know. He'll be like, hey. That's not him. Yeah. I don't know who that voice was. Can you do a Nigel? No. A bad band? No? All right. All right. You ready, Oksana, for everybody's favorite segment? Oh, boy. Are you ready? Give me a thumbs up. All right. I'm sorry. This segment is one of the many reasons why I hate October. <laughs> Well, maybe the legend of Bloody Mary will change your mind. Now, is this the film that I walked in on um, on yes. Friday? Yes, it is. From 2008. Oh. 2008? 2008. We ordered what? it for about $7 um, on DVD. And I want to watch every single trailer that came before it because they're all like early 2000s weird slasher movies from like Australia and the UK for some reason. Yeah, they are. You dig it. I didn't dig the 15 minutes of this thing. I the saw. movie, probably not. The trailers you'd love. Okay. The movie is kind of a mess. Um, kind of? Kind of. I mean, in, in like the, in an enjoyable way, I think, but we'll see. Um, so Ryan has been plagued with nightmares ever since his sister Amy went missing eight years earlier after playing the game Bloody Mary. Amy stumbled onto a website on the internet, <laughs> www.markedformary.com, about a witch called Bloody Mary and a game uh, and a game to summon her evil spirit. So the website is it's one of the best parts of this movie i think it's one of those like i don't know when the internet was new i'm sh it was new when this movie was made but not like 2008 it was still know. it was it's not what it is today <laughs> so this girl amy sends a link to that website to her friends who are planning like a birthday party or something or a halloween party i don't know where they're gonna prank someone with bloody mary the game um I guess the ritual entails that you write people's name on a mirror. For some reason, everyone writes their friends down. Mm -hmm. They get marked for Mary, and then they say Bloody Mary. And I don't. She didn't kill anyone when they summoned her. She did show up, but then they all went missing that night. Like you have a great memory. I can't. I feel like I didn't even watch the film. <laughs> I don't because I'm, I'm. You know what I remember about our experience is that. There are a shitload of bonus features on that DVD. That's what I remember. And there's one that you were showing me where it was like 
It was Bloody Mary testimonials. It was like they got a bunch of high school kids and put them in a room and put a camera in front of them. We're like, what have you played Bloody Mary? And then they all talk about, I guess, their experiences playing it. Uh, none of them are dead, as far as I know. So this movie is like immediately too much. There's like there's three different timelines. There's too many characters. There's dream sequences of this guy, Ryan. Um Oh, I do remember now. It starts off with a dream that he's having where he's in a field chasing a mirror where some girl is like on the (laughs) inside of the mirror trying to, you know, break it and escape and yelling his name. That ends up, that's his sister. And those are the dreams that he's plagued with. I I do remember this movie had an MTV vibe to it. Like everything was very polished and people were pretty and uh, there was nothing there. And Bloody Mary is in this movie and she's what, very CGI? Yeah. She's uh her name is Bloody Mary Worth. No, no, Mary Worth, sorry. She's from the colonial period. She was pregnant, wouldn't say who the father was, and everyone convicted her of having Satan's child, so they took turns cutting her face until she confessed. <laughs> what? So they put a mirror in front of her. The town took turns either stabbing her or slicing her face. <laughs> Um, knowing that, you know, she was vain and would see that her face was getting mutilated. She wouldn't be attractive to anyone. (laughs) So she would confess on who the father was. She didn't. Turns out the father was like the last guy to come up. He stabbed her in the stomach a bunch. (laughs) She cursed the town with her dying breath. And then they all vanished. And the (laughs) current, um, the current story or modern day story that we're following is, you know, built on top of that town. Yeah, that period piece shit was bad. It was all the same pretty people that just were wearing the local uh, high school's <laughs> uniform. It was, dude. They walked around in those powdered wigs. I'm like, I don't, did people just walk around in those, like, outside of, I don't know, court? I don't Court? I don't know. <laughs> you know, they see the- <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned that during the movie. They're like, they didn't wear those wigs outside, did they? I was like, it's such a weird question to ask. I have no idea. Is, I mean, isn't Washington on the boat wearing a wig when he crossed the Delaware? I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> we put an end to that. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. This movie is... How was the ritual? Um, it was standard, but I think the her appearance in the mirror... Like, at one point, she's just basically um, Samara from yeah. the ring she like comes out of it she starts whispering at people um through the static on a tv and i don't know the the graphics of her like kind of poking through it were, were rough i don't know all right where's it where's it rank on your uh ultimate bloody mary top four list or whatever top four um well, what's your favorite right now you've covered what three yeah three i think ghost killers versus bloody mary was easily my favorite right. i think this one might be second wow there's not a lot to pick from apparently <laughs> yo did you skip urban legend you don't like that one i did i don't know see they're all kind of like um there's a there's a lot going on in all of these except for i think ghost killers versus bloody mary was the most straightforward bloody mary one urban legends was like uh a yeah pile of urban legends all together that they i don't know maybe bloody mary was making real so i don't know so no one would suspect it was her so it was a real monster squad (laughs) explain that joke to me she said it was a bunch of (laughs) urban legends that were like 
you know, the guy sticks his hand in a vending machine and gets crushed, which I don't even think is qualifies as an urban legend, but it is in that movie. No, that's my Uncle Tommy. (laughs) Oh, you got an Uncle Tom? Yeah. Tommy. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't want to confuse him. No, Kevin. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what do you give it? Thumbs Uh, up, thumbs down. How many stars? Out of five? Whatever you want. (laughs) I'll give it four Bloody Marys. All right, you got to say it four times. Though. I'm joking. All right, and what we got? We got one more of these next week, and then we're done. Yeah, we're putting the kibosh on the Bloody Mary. She's getting kiboshed all over again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here, there. <laughs> I I love that's my favorite singer now. We got to do a live show and have Randy play that guitar riff like on stage. <laughs> you play guitar, right, Randy? <laughs> I try to. Yeah, and all bassists do. He's got, <laughs> he's got like 47 axes in his living room, dude. I know. You know, I'm I'm the type of guy, a lot of my friends are uh, bass players. It's a real beta male in the instrument. Mm, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I apologize. I apologize to all the bass you t- players. You're taking shots at Elson right I don't know there? why, yeah. <laughs> I was going off on him. I mean, get two more strings. What are you doing? All right. Well, Randy can provide us with some uh, nice, tasty bass lines oh, with his <laughs> review which Some... is coming up now oh, i think God. this one might technically be a retread i think you guys briefly mentioned it like a year ago when this movie was playing uh film festivals that's right uh, um, okay say the title if it is uh the stinger might play it is he it's told, uh, uh quentin depew's new film mandibles <laughs> oh that's the retread Oh, it's a Russell Reed. See, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Quinn DePew's new film, Mandibles, uh, is on VOD now. I think it's been on there for a while, and I've just not been, um, I haven't watched it, and I've kind of wanted to, and I finally pulled the trigger on it this weekend. Uh, the synopsis from Letterboxd is two simple-minded friends discover a giant fly in the trunk of a car and decide to domesticate it to earn money with it. Dude, where's my um, fly? Yeah, very good. Uh, I love this. I might. I think I like Deerskin a little bit better than this one, um, but it just felt like a dumb French version of a American buddy comedy. It felt like uh, the one character kind of looked like the dude, sort of, but like French, and the other guy kind of looked like a uh, Rob Schneider character, but like different. And their vibes were just very much like it just had a very like dumb and dumber or like Bill and Ted kind of like air to the characters. Um, Yeah, the creature, the big fly looks really great. I think there might be like one moment where it moves that is CG potentially or at least like CG assisted. But other than that, it looks great. I think it's like mostly practical. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's really charming, just kind of a good fun 77 minute kind of dumb comedy now randy um i know you probably don't know this off the top of your head but did they make a physical release for it too i don't know i imagine so i i want to own that movie it was yeah, really good i need to see it yeah it's I, very I like the deer foreskin or whatever deer skin's great too i like how like <laughs> inconsequential his movies are they're just like very small and like you know there's a moment at the very end where essentially they're like well, I guess it doesn't matter, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just like how, like, yeah, inco- inconsequential, like, the events of his movies are sometimes. How French. 
It's fun. Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh la la. You guys dug this too, yeah? La Finn. I haven't seen it. I still need to see it. Yeah, I loved it. I think, honestly, it might be the only film of his I've ever watched. I think oh, really? I own Rubber. You right? never Is saw he rubber? rubber? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've I haven't seen Rubber Cops? since it came out. Uh, What? Wrong Cops? No, I haven't seen it. Wrong? Turn? False. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think this is the only one I've seen, but I, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. Deerskin. You need to watch Deerskin. You would like Deerskin. Yeah, I know, but you guys liked it a bunch. I'm like, it's probably pretentious and whack. <laughs> it's a little pretentious, but it's good. It's got yeah. Jean Dujardin. Oh, dude, I love Jean Dujardin. Yeah. <laughs> He's from the You farts. loved the artist when it came out, right? Yeah, you love the artist. I own it. I never watched it. You own the artist? Yeah. Duh. Why? Really? Because I'm a fucking serious film fan. God, the artist stinks. <laughs> No, I, it's you know what? It's incredible. It's impeccable. It is black and white. <laughs> and it's Weinstein. <laughs> and it's Weinstein. So you know everybody was coming. It's got a cute dog in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Randy, I hate to uh, tell tells out of school here, but that dog is dead. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I don't know the name of the dog, but yeah, R.I.P. John. He made that up. The dog's alive. It's probably like Maximilian or something. That's a dog name. Oksana, check, does the dog die? <laughs> Which movie had the dog? The, the artist. Oh my Turning your right. mic off. Thanks, yeah. Oksana. Thanks, <laughs> Besides Mama. watching uh, Mandibles this weekend and enjoying it, uh, I'm going to talk about... Um, Kevin? A thing I went to that you can also hear about on a separate podcast. A brothel. Um, so, Friday night, <laughs> Greg Sestero was in town in Atlanta... At the Plaza Theater showing his new film that he wrote, directed, and stars in called Miracle Valley. I went uh, to the Plaza with Christian and Colby of the Cellar Dwellers, and we uh, recorded an episode on the film. Uh, I would say that the event was uh, was fun. It was cool um, getting to see it in person. Um, there was, I will say there's definitely people in the audience that enjoyed the movie more than the three of us did. Um, but essentially this is like a, so there was a Q and a, and he introed the film beforehand and was he was basically like, uh, yeah, they were there too. <laughs> they had, uh, pamphlets in the lobby. See, um, Randy's, so, it took him a while, but he, he plays, he plays with the bits now. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he posted the pamphlet on Instagram. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> yeah. They tried to get me to join eight coon. <laughs> We need yeah, that so Greg, Greg was there. He intro the film, and he was basically saying that he really likes uh, 70s horror movies, uh, especially The Hills Have Eyes. So this is kind of his uh, his take on like a 70s horror film. So essentially oh, wait, the plot no, no, no. of the... Randy, tell him the other thing, because I have listened to your Cell Drollers uh, episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, tell Russell he the said, second one. Yeah, the second one he said, after he said that he uh, really enjoys 70s horror flicks, was The Thing, which came out in 82. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I like how you checked out Randy on that show, but you won't listen to me and Jasadi talk on this fucking podcast. Okay, why you bring... I will never listen to that. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, it was uh, 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. No one's listened to it, because Daddy wasn't home. We recorded... Till 1.30 a.m. It's very deep and good. Randy liked it. That's all I care about. I did. <laughs> um, so quickly, the plot of this movie, which 
I don't know if it really matters, but Greg Sestero's character, main character in the film, he uh, is an avid photographer and he um, wants to get a, I think he's a bird photographer. So he gets invited to this area in Arizona where a golden hawk has been spotted. And apparently this bird has never been photographed before. Randy's a silver um, hawk. Silver hawk. I did that twice. I did that yeah. on the episode too. Well, gold is better. I get where he was going. Silver hawk. <laughs> it's worth- so he uh, gets invited to um, this place in Arizona to, um, I don't know, go out and take a photo of it. And then I think he like pissed off like some dude on a hog <laughs> on the ride there. A biker. A, a dude was on a penis? <laughs> And then turns out this guy, like, is a cult leader, but I think he was also the one that gave him the tip of, like, the bird um, being there. So, essentially, he gets wrapped up into this cult situation where the um, the cults, what they're trying to do is um, find people that have one of these rare blood types, um, which they can use to, like, resurrect people or to, like, heal people. And so they're trying to, like, harvest, like, the blood of these people. Randy, what and, um, the fuck are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know about it's you. Pa- I'm going to see this movie now. <laughs> it's apparently based on a real cult from Miracle Valley, Arizona. Oh, those are people. Checks out. Okay. That, yeah. That's where your hotel is, dude. Indeed. Miracle Valley. <laughs> I knew I knew the name. There's some good locations um, in it. There's some gore in it. There's, I imagine it's all practical effects. Um, the gore's good. Um, script slash dialogue wise, kind of not great. Um, but it's not like a, it's not a poorly directed film. I think we, the three of us agreed upon that, uh, he might be a better director than he is an actor, but yeah, I don't know. It's on, he's on tour with it right now. If it's playing, um, in your area and you, uh, I don't know, are a Sistero fan, go check it out. Well, you know, I should have asked Creepy Clark to timestamp the episode like uh, the great David Lynch would do for us every week. But as of recording right now, what is today? Sunday, the 17th. Um, This weekend, we just wrapped up having Tommy over here. That's right. He did two screenings at the Balboa, the room, and then I think they showed it two more times without him. Um, Does this mean they're, they're not homies anymore? What the fuck's happening, Randy? We need the scoop. I'm pretty sure they're still good friends. You mentioned Tommy multiple times. Um, they also showed the room on Thursday night out here with Greg, but no Tommy. Oh, weird. I don't know if I like that. I would have been more into them. Actually, what was their movie that uh, Greg directed? The Best Fiends. Fiends. I really Greg liked didn't direct it, but they're both in it. And yeah, um, Christian and I both saw the first one and we forgot that the second one was supposed to come out. Yeah. I never saw part two. Part two was better. It's a better movie. Hmm. And he didn't direct it. What did he do? Did he write it? I don't know. I don't think either of them directed it. Tommy or Greg. Greg wrote it. Justin McGregor directed it. McGregor? God. (laughs) There's an A. That's why it is. Justin McGregor. (laughs) They shot a scene of um, from Best Friends Part 1 in Pleasanton, California, where I grew up. Oh. Romantic. Besides that, I also talk about this briefly on the Cellar Dwellers episode, so I will not spend too much time here. I watched a movie that I directed, um, you directed. or that I, I directed, that I rented from um, Videodrome, a great rental store, uh, movie rental store here in Atlanta. 
It's a Czech film from 1977 called Tomorrow I'll Wake Up and Scald Myself with Tea. (laughs) It's a sci-fi comedy farce satire where essentially, um, so actually in, in the first, like, before the credits even roll, there's a... So essentially, the movie takes uh, place around with some uh, some Nazi characters. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you hear uh, two people do a Hail Hitler, then you see a parrot do a Hail Hitler, and then um, it goes to the opening credits. So it starts off pretty strong. Um, and then from there, you learn that the rest of the movie is about a plot um, that some people in like the 90s have um, to use time travel and in this world, time travel, you just, like, get on, like, a jet or, like, a rocket, and then you, like, travel back and forth in time. So they want to go back in time to, like, 1941 and give Adolf Hitler the H-bomb so that Hitler can win World War II. And because they're uh, goofy Nazis and this movie is a satire slash comedy, they fuck the plan up, like, really bad. And then after they fuck the plan up, they're like, oh, let's time travel back into the future but to the day before we went back to like do the plan that we fucked up so that we can like save ourselves from doing it wrong it's wild it's it's uh it's very fun i enjoyed it um quite a bit it has a blu-ray release i didn't see like who um like released it or distributed it but i never heard of it before i haven't even heard of the director before but it was delightful it looks like it's got a budget too. Like the production looks great. Like it's like a period piece. It also looks like wait, when when did this come out? Seventy-seven. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's uh it doesn't look super cheap, but it doesn't look you know, I think um, you know, two thousand one Space Odyssey came out like around the same time. It doesn't look that good. Um so you know, it's probably like a, a medium a medium budget, but it's it's wildly entertaining. Wait, okay. Why do, why do I get um, Doctor Strange love vibes from this? I could see this being a great double feature with uh, Doctor Strange love. Now, did you randomly pull this off the shelf, or at Videodrome did you have like one of those gateway people where like, hey, what do you like? And then they're like, hey, you should check out. Like, was there any interaction like that? Uh, no, it was a, a random. I was just browsing. They have like um, sections organized by like country or like areas of the world and i was just like in the check section and i think this was like close to uh daisies um so the daisies blu-ray just caught my eye because it looked cool and then yeah i saw the title of this one i was like with a title like that i don't know i'm gonna at least check out and see what this is about so i like you know flipped it over and read i was like all right this sounds insane daisy that's a uh 2001 space odyssey reference true Daisy, if you do, Daisy. That's a uh, tombstone reference. Daisy. Also, Randy was uh, perusing the Nazi section. <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's like, I got a free Saturday night. Well, what's something easy I could watch? I'll try to do some more research and see who released this because uh, I think people would enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy the name. <laughs> Say it one more time. Tomorrow I'll wake up and scald myself with tea, which is a reference because some uh, one of the people does that in the beginning. And also um, someone chokes on a roll and dies while they're eating breakfast. Oh, Clark, you can't watch it. What it's too of, close to home. What kind of roll? <laughs> Kaiser? I don't know. It looks, roll. It looks pretty bland. 
bland. <laughs> we'll go with a Kaiser. Okay. All right. Cue the segment. Uh, which one? Uh, you know. Retread? Because I did a, uh, I've got both a Russell retread and a Randy oh, retread. Okay. So I guess we're going to have to double it up. <laughs> Oh, wait, no. There's another car. <laughs> All right, that, we get the idea. It's the Randy Russell retread. Oh, I like it. RRR. <laughs> Triple R. Tri- Triple R cubed. R cubed. Oh, God. You have a stroke? What I happened? forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Escape Room Tournament of Champions. You guys saw this in the theater, correct? Yeah. Brandon, did yep. you go to the theater and see this? I did. Now, you know, you're you're a you're a final destination guy, you know? You oh yeah. The, you like the the traps and the the rube gold. Are you a escape room person? Yeah. Okay. You mean like That's, the movie series, the the part. franchise or like the actual escape rooms? Yeah, do you, I mean do, do you like I know you went through your puzzle phase. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. He's walking around with a Rubik's cube. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I've done one escape room with my family, and that's about it. I don't know if I'm actually into escape rooms that much, but I like the franchise. Wait, what did your family? You went with your family. What What was the theme? Um, uh, I don't remember. I think it was like a bank thing or something. This was like <laughs> like five ice? plus years ago. Maybe, yeah. Randy, I, I feel like you wouldn't be good in a heist. You'd cave under pressure. Absolutely. I agree. I'd be good. All right. What'd you, what'd you think of it? It's fine. The The production value is great. You should have watched it in the fucking theater, man. That's fair. It was really good in the theater. Very impressive production value. Outside of that, doesn't do a whole lot for me. You didn't like the story? Like, no. that story doesn't give a fuck about exposition. It's yeah. like, hey, you know what this is, right? Okay, you're in it. Well, because the movie opens up with, uh, I mean, it basically, last time on Escape Room. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what we had the first five minutes of the movie yep. is showing you the first movie. I mean, would you have wanted to, like, reset the whole thing again? Or, like... No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm like... Honestly, that was sort of comforting of like, okay, this movie knows exactly what it is and what it's doing right yeah. now. And I have no problems with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it's, this stuff isn't for me, but that's okay. I don't, I don't like escape rooms. Yeah. I don't like puzzles. I don't like games. You don't and like pressure. I love pressure. Under pressure. And... I'm a fucking diamond, dude. I was born oh under pressure. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah. No. The, the production was great. Uh. You know they brought back the True Blood girl. Spoiler alert. Uh. The redhead at the oh, end. Okay. Like, oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. True you've Blood. You got to make the games. Yeah. They always. Win. Yeah. There's a big spoiler. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Uh. But those rooms were all practical. I don't know if you remember. I yeah, pulled no. a clip from the director, and he was talking about that. Uh. The beach room. Yeah. Dude, crazy how they yeah. did that. Shit. That was like a Truman Show room. Yeah, it's that's a fucking like that's a fun Friday night movie. Yeah, like just go hang out and yeah, but there's nothing else there. Now I, I you know I paint the picture as a fun Friday night movie. I imagine you have friends and popcorn and you're hanging out and you know what was your <laughs> what was your experience like? Believe, I imagine. <laughs> believe, 
hot, a cigarette. The beds are pushed together because they wouldn't give you a king. And no, uh, I got a king this week. Okay. This past week, got a king. <laughs> Sixth floor, not seventh floor. Scumbags. You're in Miracle Valley. There's a cult outside trying to recruit you to 8chan. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. fair. Uh, and then I also saw... And again, have it, have it put in the time with uh, what you and Josadi had to say, because I thought y'all could do it in less than two hours. <laughs> but We're having fun in, retro, in retrospect, I knew it was going to happen we were, that way. We were I knew it was going to happen. I give you an inch and you take, you know, a marathon. <laughs> yeah. We go cross country. 26.2 miles for off that inch. Um, all right. Lamb, obviously has been on our radar for a while, you know, because it's it's the A24 machine, right? Um, let me be very clear. This is not a horror film. Mm-hmm. I don't, no matter how you, you chop it up, it's not. Uh, A24's doing what A24 does. Got no problem with that. I respect them. Their business model, great. I didn't care for Lamb. I really tried. Uh, the first act, I love. Okay. Once we start understanding what this is, and the the kitschiness of it, um, and then it doesn't really grow from there. Now, did you and Jasadi spoil Lamb last week? Uh, yeah, but we we were really going like true podcast form, and we had a bunch of uh, tangents, and we were all over the place, so. Yeah, we get there eventually. I'll I'll tread lightly because Randy, you have you still have not seen Lamb, correct? Yeah, I don't have a strong um, urge to see it though. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's just honestly, and Russ, I'd love to get your take because again, I haven't. I honestly I haven't had a chance to to listen to it. I, I will listen because um, I am interested to. to I can tell you right now, I don't have to spoil anything. I think the problem with Lamb, again, if you don't listen to the Thursday episodes, I know there is a a part of our audience that only tunes in on Tuesday. And you know what? I love it. But I honestly feel more fraudulent on a Tuesday, like here doing like reporting or acting like a critic, which I'm not. I'm an enthusiast. Thursdays, we hang out with people. We meet on the show. And I think uh, that's me and Clark. That's our strong suit. It's kind of like getting people comfortable and digging in so listen to the fucking thursday episodes the one with me and jasadi you don't have to jasadi's great and we do just like talk a lot it's it's i had a lot of fun check it out you don't have to um the the problem with lamb is it feels like a very basic bitch indie movie and it's like okay the lamb and this is not a spoiler you probably are thinking it before you see it you go into there and you're like that lamb's probably not real and she's dealing with trauma and uh the lamb's more of a metaphor and then the movie un- it goes, and then it ends, and you're like, "What? What was that?" Like, and then they took that away. Yeah, it's it's one note. It's kind of one note the whole it time. It is one note, and that's why the first act really confused me with everything because it's a different movie once we get into the territory of what happens. Yeah, because it starts off very deliberately paced. Uh, even the look of it kind of changes. Um, the still composition, um, a lot of just footage of lambs in, in captivity, which was great. 
Yeah. I, I loved all that. Just si- the first 20 minutes, very, very little dialogue. Yeah. And it was great. Um, also, I just love the fact that these are two, you know, they're, they're farmers, but they're farmers in Iceland. Yeah. Or wherever the hell we are. Well, they also feel very modern. Yes, but it, it's it's a very interesting landscape for mm-hmm. farmers because you think of farmers here in America yeah. and you think of like the whole, you know, blue collar of farmers and, you know, they're wearing like, you know, these sweater vests, that these sweaters that you would pay $300 at, yeah. <laughs> you know, Land's End or wherever the fuck. For I don't sure. Know, Land's End. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, but you know, they're, they're living in the, and just the landscape is gorgeous. I just kept thinking, you know, I could live and die in a place like this. Right Did now. it remind you of Rift? Real Kerr? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got that like isolation tilt to it. Yeah. You- they're in a farm, but they're, they're in a beautiful valley nestled in between like, you know, two enormous mountain chains. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful landscape, beautiful farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of it. <laughs> you do. You do. And then um, once we get to the meat and potatoes of the story where the lamb was born, yeah, I loved how that was framed and composed because it, it leaves you in a little bit of mystery until there is no mystery whatsoever. Um, and then the brother comes. Yeah. Oof. So, oh, okay. Now, um, again, we talk about this, like me and Jasadi a bunch. My experience with the film, I saw it in the theater. And I was so like blase about it. And I actually was getting pretty bored that I went to the bathroom. I never take a bathroom break during a movie. And then I came out of the bathroom and I was kind of like looking at the posters in the hallway. Like, this is how shitty I am. I'm out there looking at the posters. I'm thinking, oh, this will give me something to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> and then I walk into another theater because they're showing um, an anniversary uh, like uh, edition of Evil Dead. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, what Evil Dead is it? So I walked in there and I watched a little bit of Evil Dead. And then I came back and sat down in the chair. And I'm like, yeah, we're still doing it. We're still on the farm. Still got fucking Paddington Bear here. Like, that's what it feels like. And the brother shows up. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I started thinking, you know, I deal with the film theory a lot. And we talk to the filmmakers a lot. And I usually have ideas that it just shows I'm too active in my brain. And I'm like, yeah, I took this in a weird direction. And I was like, well, how could I do that here? And I did. And after the film, I talked to Jasadi about it. And when I was done, I was like, you know what? I kind of like the movie now. So my theory, I won't get into it here. On Thursday, we do. I don't think the brother is uh, real. And I think there's a brief conversation about time travel. And I think that's like the whole focus of the movie. Uh, The husband says, hey, did you hear they invented a time machine? Yeah. And her answer is, oh, I bet you could go back in time too. Right. And it's like, okay, she's trapped there. And his answer is, yeah, but I'm happy in the present right now. In the first act, uh, very early on in the film, I'm talking first five minutes of the film. Yeah. We see him walking. The background is still, mm-hmm. but he is walking clearly like on a track. Yeah. What did you think of that? Uh, Kind of like a purgatory thing. Like, I, you know, I actually forgot about that moment, yeah. but I think that's a good argument for him being like kind of lost in time. Yeah. Or stuck in monotony. I think the brother is real. I, I make a strong argument. I don't know if I did on that podcast, but I, we could talk about it okay. after. Um, my, I love the fact the brother's music video was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite part of the film. Um, God, the fucking ending. 
<laughs> it pissed me off. I talk about the ending too on there briefly. Well, because I was like, okay, what is this movie about? Is this movie about, you know, tribalism, race? What are we getting at here? I think it's just about uh, uh, regret, maybe, or what if, like in life. I, you know, Randy, I, thought, I thought it was a very clear anti-adoption film. Yeah, I, I never went there with the... Uh, <laughs> with the. That's actually pretty interesting. But Randy, I, you know, if I was going to pitch Lamb to you, I would say that it's got a lot of that, like the banal of everyday life is kind of um, transcendent in film. And the yeah. problem is that two thirds of that movie is, is just that. And there's really, I mean, I complain about like when a score handholds or when we have like a narrative kind of like, uh, I don't know when it's guiding us, that movie does nothing for the audience. No, it thinks it's more interesting than it actually is. Well, visually it is, but I mean, we live in fucking 2021. There's so much visual candy out there. Like, I mean, I'm sure you could probably find a live feed of a satellite and you'd be like, I'm looking at the fucking planet right now. Yeah. Instead of like, a, you know, a, a very A24 moment where a mom is putting a like uh, a tiara of flowers on her lamb baby. And I just want I was like, you're making me cringe right here. The like Midsommar fucking animal mascot bullshit. I'm like, I'm so like, yeah, we get into an argument about Lighthouse on that Thursday episode. too. Lighthouse is great. It's a perfect film. All right. Now, I will say, though, towards the end. Um, and again, you know, I, I won't spoil it. I don't I don't want to take that uh, that joy away from Randy, who clearly is biting at the. I think Randy would enjoy it. I don't know. If it's he, not great. If he does enjoy it, I'd love to hear why. There's just not a whole lot of substance here, but I will say at the end where um, Naomi Rapice, is that how you say her name? I have no She's idea. great. Yeah. Everyone's great. Um, she just kept saying, what is happening? What is happening? And I'm like, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> is that the tagline you'd put on the movie? Yeah. <laughs> just, what is that? Because that scenario, I did feel for it because I was like, if you walked into that scenario... How the hell would you know what just happened happened? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. We should talk about it off because uh I don't I feel like this movie's gonna move on and nobody's there's not gonna be fanfare not, for it or honestly, anything. Honestly, I haven't heard a whole lot I don't I don't think it's doing that great. I, I don't either. think people are and and I told you the whole time I was watching it, I was like uh I was wish I wish I was watching Titan. So two things. One, I don't know how this is going to play, but uh, Terrell, our, our buddy, and if you're on our YouTube channel, he's the only other videos that go up there on his Blu-ray show. But we went in there. Now, I've been, I've, been a, I've been sticking to my guns, and I have avoided trailers for, I think, two years now. In the theater, I straight up close my eyes. I look like I used to cover my eyes when like Halloween kills would come up. Yeah, I'd cover my eyes, and I stopped doing that because I would turn my head and I'd see people looking at me. And I'm like, do you think I'm scared right now? And I'm, you know, I'm insecure enough that I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. So now I sit there and I close them like I'm bored or something. Anyway, I, I've been avoiding trailers. Yet I knew that in the trailer of Lamb, there is a moment where she is walking with a bipedal lamb that looks very CG Paddington Bear. Yeah. Terrell did not know that. So when the lamb came out and was, uh, you know, part humanoid, he flipped the fuck out in the theater. He went, what the hell? He said, what movie are we watching right now? And he just... And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I kind of like was just like, dude, this was in the trailer. He was freaking out. Also, I'm going to segue into that. Uh, have you been watching his Blu-ray show? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I've watched a couple. So in the new one, 
He's wearing a Chucky mask the whole day. Did you watch that one? No. All right. Well, he mentions the podcast very briefly. I just want to play that. Now, I don't know how this is going to say. Randy said it's okay. This is like two seconds long. Here we go. All right. The last release I picked up this week is Lord Battle's favorite movie of the year, The Green Knight. If you guys listen to the Overlook Hour, they talked about it for at least eight episodes. But this movie, he con- he, his new thing is he shades us on there. Yeah. So we have to start in family beef now. Fine. No I know problem. we all know you like to come at him, so we got to have him back on here. You got to you got to dig a grave for him. Great. Is he gonna? Is he just gonna sit there and take it like a lame duck, like we led last time, and made everybody feel awkward? I don't, and then they're like, "Why were you so mean, Terrell?" I was like, "I was trying to get him to go, and he just wanted to sit there like a bitch." Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> you know, I instantly regret starting starting this drama. But yeah, Lamb. Four yeah. stars, Clark Little. Ooh, man, I tried. Also, the whole time I kept thinking, when are they going to shear these sheep? <laughs> so much wool. <laughs> and, I, and then I kept thinking, God, what? how much do they get per sheep? It's like, oh, also, what do you do? Why is the purpose of sheep? Is it only for wool? Are they eating the lamb meat? <sighs> What's going on? I'm going to spit out my coffee. Also, that painting, that, that picture they had of all the, that valley that was just filled with thousands and thousands of sheep. Yeah. That felt very A24 to me, too. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, ooh. Did they, now, you know, I don't I'd care. love to have that picture. I'd just look at it all day. I Again, I find myself thinking, did they produce this movie or just pick it up? And I feel I like think they, they just picked it up. I all feel right. like they picked it up, too. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Um, man. Again, Border, a better folklore film. Border Border's incredible. Everybody go watch Border. If you didn't like Lamb, go watch Border. Yeah. Because Border took chances. More poignant. This didn't. Better. More grotesque. In the ending, like... <sighs> yeah, man. A little, little, little disappointed in Lamb. That's a good segment title. A little disappointed with Clark Lee. I, 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 I will never watch this again. It I stinks. won't think about it. Two and a half. Two and a half inches. Yep. My turn? Indeed. All right, well... Uh, the movie I'm going to talk about is uh, currently available in the theaters. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do here. I am so overcome with joy that I am uh, shocked at how much I fucking loved Halloween Kills. I am Now, you shook. are very meh. I on, couldn't have been more meh on, on Halloween. I couldn't even remember the title of the movie. Yes, which was Halloween. Halloween, which again, uh, if you, you know... When we plug the cellar dwellers all the time, go listen to Scary Thoughts cover Halloween, the 2018 one. They're brutal with it. And it always I always wonder when you do a podcast and you have one movie you're talking about and neither of you like it. It's like, well, okay, are you just like that committed to the thing that nobody wants to pull out? Yeah. They bring up some good points though. Anyway, uh, they kind of reinforced my meh about Halloween. And so when I rolled into this one, I mean I no just, expectation. Uh, nothing. And I mean, I, I, I prefer that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, from fucking five seconds in on this movie. I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. There's a vignette at the beginning, which is a flashback. It feels so exactly like a John Carpenter movie that had been lost. And you add in that fucking one of the actors is Jim Cummings playing a cop. Again, he's reprising his role from two movies he directed to play the clean cut kind of cop that you hate right off the bat because you're like, you're a good looking dude and you're a cop. What happened to you? You're going to be mean to me. When he showed up, what was your reaction? Oh, and holy shit, is that Jim Cummings? Yeah, that's what I told Oxana. She was like, yep. I I, I think I went, ah! And here's the thing. (laughs) 
it doesn't feel like, oh, Jim Cummings is in a movie. It's like, oh, he's in fucking Halloween. Like, yeah. that movie felt like a good Halloween film. Like, part of the fun of horror that takes place on the holiday is that when, you know, you put up decorations and it kind of transforms the energy in a house. And me and Oksana have been doing that all month. We're very proud. We started a little bit before October. But, you know, we turn on all the lights. They're not for anybody. We just sit in there and watch movies with fucking Halloween lights in. And it's just about atmosphere. And it kind of heightens the mood and just the stakes in the movie and this one fucking nailed it 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 was giving me halloween like glory the whole time i'll tell you here's the problem with slashers they exist ev- ever since with scream scream kind of reinvented them and they took out all the supernatural elements and they kind of made it a whodunit kind of like a weird stepchild of like the jalo and the 80s slasher from america and it just hasn't fucking changed ever this movie I would say is a comic book film. Now, when I say that to people, instantly they're like, oh, well, it's it's like a uh, Superwoman or something. Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. It's not a it's not a superhero movie. It's a comic book film. The tone of this film is all over the place. Like one uh, so uh John Carpenter and his son did the soundtrack, which is amazing. They use a lot of um it's like revamped old Halloween stuff with a couple of new tracks in there perfect it doesn't feel like an imitation it just feels natural uh all the cinematography i don't know if dean kundi actually shot this movie or not actually can you look that up oksana because it fucking feels like it widescreen beautiful palette for this um for haddonfield like the town the mise-en-scene of like a fucking town is uh, you're you're there you feel like you're in the middle of it also it feels like it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere where like the federal government couldn't help even if you thought they ever could but, you know, we have moments where we're in a bar and we have uh, the little kid from the original Halloween who's now grown up and decides he's going to murder Michael Myers if he finds him. And he's telling a he's telling the story of the boogeyman in a bar. And it, it's one of these things where you're like, this is so this high. Is, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Who Who is that? He's on a TV show. Anthony Michael Hall's one of the most famous people of all time i have actor blindness i don't know it's part you know i want to be immersed in these films so to me he was just like kind of a chubby uh tommy yeah tommy jarvis right or am i mixing up uh friday the 13th you're mixing up friday the 13th that's tommy jarvis i know that here's the thing this movie it fucking caught me i i was looking the other way and it hit me in the chin and i i kind of had to do a double take and i'm like wow I've been so reluctant to think about any of the slasher franchises for so long that now that I'm into this one, I feel completely lost. Like, I'm like, wait, okay. So in, in 2018, Halloween was a prequel or a sequel or, and I had to like, think about it a bunch. I'm like, no, it's a reboot kind of. Yeah. It's a reboot of the Rob Zombie classic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Bloomhouse <laughs> is kind of doing that weird uh, reboot sequel not really where in the movie that isn't told is the original halloween kind of and it only i only got more confused when donald pleasant showed up in this film and uh here's the thing that's a choice and if you bring back a dude who's dead and uh he'd been dead and he looks you know you know he's a computer he's he's not a real person yeah you know it's a choice and you're either on board or you're not. And I was fucking there. Dude, I'm there for the whole movie. When when um we're getting the uh tale of the boogeyman in the bar, that's a high camp moment. And you're either having fun with it or you're like, this is fucking stupid. I was on board for everything. And when I call it a comic book film, I, I mean like creep show. Like creep show is a well-made movie with a lot of special effects that we still like hark back to and r- reminisce about. 
but the movie is fucking high camp. Like we're doing goofy shit and whatever. And you're, you're either there for it or you're not. This film is, you know, I, I hate that I'm saying high camp, but it, it's, it's having fun, except not with fucking Michael Myers. When he's on screen, you feel it. And it's an interesting deconstruction of the slasher sequel. I'm not happy that that sentence just came out of my mouth, but I definitely mean it. We, in this movie, okay, here, let me set up my favorite scene. It's the beginning of the of the film where we return to the house that's on fire. And Michael's trapped in the, the basement where he's supposed to burn and go to hell. And the, the fire first responders show up and the firemen get in there and somebody's in there and um, he falls through the floor. And he ends up in uh, Inferno with Michael Myers, who is not dead. Uh, Michael kills the man. Uh, but the dude hits a button, a uh, distress signal. So more firefighters come in. One comes in and is victim to Michael Myers, who, um, uh, listener Sam, our buddy, whose script I was raving about, put it in a, in a way I hadn't thought, where Michael Myers in this movie is um, akin to Jaws. And he's just, he's there and he's predatory. And he grabs this guy's foot from under and uh, that guy's gone. And that's all fine. It's, it's not, it's familiar territory. The thing that transcended this movie for me is that Michael Myers comes out of that building that's on fire, comes out the front door. He's using the fireman crowbar. I'm not sure what that is. Kind of like a dovetail yeah. at the end. I'm, I don't know why. It's interesting. As a slasher fan, you always want to see new weapons to kill people with. So he emerges with that. Not very uh, traditional for Halloween and Michael Myers, but he's met by four firefighters who are standing there. And you're like, oh, they're going to they're going to fucking fight. And I'm getting goosebumps again because you always you pit cops against slashers. And the problem is police, you know, uh, their role in society is they're kind of like defenders and lawmakers, but mostly people don't like them. So when you see a cop and he, you put him up against Freddy Krueger, it's you're rooting for Freddy. Now, American culture and firefighters, we, uh, we almost worship them. They're heroes who can do no wrong because they're free of politics, pretty much. Also, they don't carry guns, but they do have their own crowbars. They also have a fire axe. They also have a fucking table saw. I don't know why that dude had that. But man, he comes down and they fight against the backdrop of a building on fire. And now here's another thing. Action films. You know how you get me to watch an action movie? Interest, or I'm sorry, Kung Fu. It's got to have interesting choreography. I don't care about a kill count. I don't care about long. I kind of care about long shots. But if the choreography like Upgrade is different and unique, I'm in 100%. We have interesting choreography with a slasher who, you know, there's the trope of teleportation. They don't do that in here. We take the shit seriously. But he stands there. He's kind of like firmly pitted in the ground. And he just like rotates his hips. Man, I fucking loved it. I was getting like fantasy vibes, like sword and sorcery, like a hero uh, dispatching an army. Uh, the backdrop was beautiful. This, this is shit I could have never guessed. On top of that, he's fucking scary the whole movie, yet he's on camera most of it too. I don't know how they manage that. Yeah. but the, So the movie's basically a bunch of little vignettes of the town who's aware that he's a thing. It, they all have different approaches to it, but there's a mob that forms up to kill him. There are people who are scared of him and, you know, tell children to go inside. And then there are people who just don't really believe. And uh, the movie's kind of him just going through the town, 
and dealing with people. And every fucking time it resets, he's terrifying. When Jim Cummings got it, no spoiler there. Well, I felt it. I was like, oh, shit. So Jim Cummings isn't the only... Now, I've, I fell asleep watching this last night because I started at like 11. It was very late for you. Um, And I, I'll, I'll restart. I'll, I'll, I'll do this again. But um, Dude, let's Jim, go see it in the theater. Is it showing IMAX? I want to watch it like... Yeah, so we watched it XD, yeah. and I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, oh my fucking god! I, yeah, I, I I may go see James Bond, or I may go see this. I don't know. Well, do both. We could we could do a Halloween a different day. Um, but Jim Cummings is the only uh famous cameo that I saw in this thing. Lenny Clark shows up in this, dude. I know you don't know who Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Clark is a famous Boston comedian. Yeah, no idea. He plays. He's the white haired guy with the uh with the uh the African American wife. Who was murdered in the house together and he got brutally oh. murdered yeah oh one of the more heart-wrenching yeah uh, he's great i love when i saw lenny clark i'm like oh man well you know we're it, crushing it right now halloween 2018 one of the critiques was why didn't michael kill that baby and i remember that's one of the moments of the movie i remember it's like he didn't kill the baby and also they had that uh the sassy black boy who's like oh it's michael oh, yeah. so here you know the interesting thing is in this movie everybody is is in the way there's no like weird casual like why didn't he kill that person? It's like if you encounter him, there is no delusion the audience has of them getting away. And that couple was pretty heart wrenching. Yeah, and it's brutal. They don't cut corners. Like there are there like somebody gets killed with a fluorescent light, and you're like, no way that could happen. But when you see it happen, it's fucking brutal. Oh, you absolutely could get killed with a fluorescent light. Ever, I learned that the hard way. Have you ever broke a fluorescent? Yes. You couldn't do that. When I was a teenager, um, I didn't understand. We were throwing stuff away, and like we we kind of had like a, a junkyard in the uh, back of the property, and we were just throw it clear and okay. stuff Okay. Is and this at the mortuary? No, no, no. Okay. It's at my grandparents' house. <laughs> okay. And I had a fluorescent light bulb, and I was just like, I'll break this thing. Oh, they got gas in it. Yeah. I didn't know that at 13 years old. No, no, I'm I'm not. So it's it's got mercury in it, too. Yeah. One of our friends got mercury poisoning from a bunch of broken lights. We've heard the story. Yeah, but. Now she's dead. Yeah, now she's the RIP. Um, no, but you, I don't think you could impale somebody like that. The Bro, it's glass. Brittle. It's brittle. Does it? No, man. It's all about force no, and trajectory. No, no. Pain, pain glass. Uh, me and Oksana were at a party where somebody punched through a back window that was pane glass, gashed their fucking arm open. We we're at the ER at 3 a.m. This is not that. I don't know. Here's the thing. It it's was 3 a.m. Did you feel lonely? Tried to always. <laughs> no, it was, br- dude. I I know I know I'm gushing about this movie, and honestly, if if you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna see it, and you're like, oh, this idiot says it's amazing. There is a easily you could walk into this film and fucking hate it because if you're not on board there's a lot of like there's a moment in this movie that feels like mother where you're like it feels like reality is crumbling the danzig song uh the movie mother yes okay (laughs) no and it's like reality is crumbling uh the world's going to shit and it's kind of like you're out of slasher territory at that moment but man if man i was just on board i fucking loved it actually uh, here's, here's something I'm not proud of, but, uh, I woke up today and, uh, I woke up this morning. I woke up and I said, Got myself a Oksana, I love you. You know what? You're beautiful. I said, uh, did you order that NECA toy? <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? I'm like the Halloween kills one. And she's like, do you really want that thing? Cause I've been complaining about all the toys I have. And I'm like, come on. So I took my phone out 
I went through and I showed her. It's like, look, it's got the mask from Halloween three from the little boy he killed. And it comes with the bat. And it comes with the crowbar. And she was like, fine. She's like, oh, it's pre-order. So you're lucky. Cause I was worried I missed out. And then I said, you know what? Can we order two? And she said, are you joking? I said, no, what if I want to play with one? And, uh, She's like, it's pre-order. And the people limit that. So she was like, you know, I could probably go on another website and pre-order another one. Uh, did you? Here, I'll turn your mic on. No, you can get more than one pre-ordered. Uh, did you? <laughs> I don't think I finished the order. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not. Okay, I'm turning your mic off. I'm not joking. I really want them. So final thoughts. Uh, I I loved it. I I don't think I've gushed about a film like this in a long time. Yes, yeah, like the I really, last episode. I really liked it, and um, you are a gusher, dude. You know, if you were a candy, you'd be a gusher. I, you know, I used to be addicted to them. Of course, I'd do. There's <laughs> the amount of chemicals that make up a gusher have to be. That's a malignant. Randy, if you were a candy, what kind of candy would you be? Um. I don't know. What's the uh, blandest candy that there is? It has to be just chocolate, though. Black licorice. No. I hate black licorice, actually. <laughs> but you also hate yourself, so checks out. What about you? Do you like black licorice? No. I love it. I like red licorice. I, I love black licorice. The problem is when you have too much of it, it's almost like candy corn, where you feel like your mouth is going to die. Also, I'm pro candy corn. Also, I'm pro Halloween kills. I love the movie. Uh... I, I couldn't, I, I don't even know if I want to recommend it. Honestly, my, I feel like I'm in high school and my dream would be that everybody fucking hates this movie. And then it can be my thing where I'm like, I love Halloween kills. And then people are like, really? Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. And then I'll tell them, yeah, I'll got- just run through the firefighter scene again. Also, our, uh, I don't think there's any podcasters in this one. Uh, that was the no. thing that annoyed me. I know. But I mean, podcasters are kind of like. Low hanging fruit to make fun I know. of now. Or in murder. So and, now, yeah. Oh, like no, true crime? Yeah. yeah. There's no podcasters, but we got Jim Cummings and Lenny Clock. Well, you know, I think if you're a horror fan, you might be at odds with true crime because I, dude, check this out. We do a film podcast, we lean into horror, and you're like, oh, that's a good niche community that you can get a lot of people. No, that's true crime. You'll yeah. make money if you do a fucking true crime podcast. Sure. You want to do, do one? quit our jobs we'll do true crime i'm so sick of that true crime. i know crime. it's not who wants to live in that all the yeah, time Yeah, we do a false crime podcast baby <laughs> faux crime faux crime all right who, I, who wants to produce that let's do a faux crime show i, you know, I, I bet people do it already i think i have a good um boring cadence for a true crime show yeah dude randy he'd have to be the host randy we'll, th- we'll sprinkle in a little bit of vocal fry and you'll be good to go all right just overuse the it. word granular and full stop, and you'll like, be good to go. The stars were full in the night. The car was parked in the garage. <laughs> Mary would never wake up again. Sorry, how many stars? Five stars? Uh, let's just go an even ten. Okay. <laughs> Oksana, did you gush as much as your counterpart in this adventure? I didn't, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> all right succinct as always Tony. i want a mashup i want some like fantasy art with michael myers killing people let's just bring it back let's go halloween uh 802 ad or b bc what i don't know i'm just throwing out an old date i want to i want medieval times michael myers I, I don't he's hot out He's haunting Sam Hain back then, where it wasn't an American holiday, so they didn't even have fucking pumpkins. They were using a squash. You know what I would take? I would take a I would take a Western Michael Myers. 
Oh, I don't. Is he going to wear a hat? Yes. He's going to have a gun. Yes. He's going to have a gun too. Yes. Uh, There's going to be a stake in his boot. All right. As long as we bring back my favorite Western director, Ty West, then, <laughs> then, then I'm in. All right. Halloween Kills. You heard it. 10 out of 5 stars from Russell John the Fisherman. <laughs> Randy, take us home. Yeah, I'm bad at promoting myself, but go ahead and check out the Cellar Dwellers podcast, which I am featured on this week, where you can hear me talk about uh, Miracle Valley uh, once again, since you just listened to this episode where I talked about how the plot doesn't really make any sense. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. He also, he did plug the show when he was on there, so he did his job. You've plugged their show more than you've plugged this show in the five years you've worked on this show. I think you've plugged their show more than I have plugged their show on this show. That's my gimmick. (laughs) I love everybody. And then they're like, oh, I don't want to hug from that guy. And it's like, you don't get a fucking choice. That's my thing. Don't fucking bite off me. We'll see you Thursday. Thor's. Thanks.